Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border, and uh, boy, do I have some fun episode for you. Well, this episode is fun, but it's still not about the boat, because a uh, person who went to Lusa to grab my um, book and my script forgot to do that, so I don't have my script of that episode, which kind of sucks. And uh, I have this episode and another one I want to do this month, and then I'm going to do a Patreon special, because otherwise I won't have anything to eat in March, because I've just, like, uh, spent a lot of money on... Uh, meds, right? I also got one of my teeth removed. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're still not quite up to my full medical debt situation, so we need about 500 euros more, so if you can help, please do. But, you know, I thought about what, what I do in this situation. Um, and one thing that I did, which is besides the point of the episode, but uh, I haven't smoked for a week, which is one of the reasons why I didn't record before, because uh, quitting smoking in the early days was just ridiculously bad. And although this episode is not sponsored by these guys, uh, again, it's sponsored by Christopher Neuberg and his wonderful yarn and his things. Go check out that stuff and listen to my other episodes. But I would highly recommend Tabex, which is made by Sofarma in Bulgaria. Tabex, I know that you can buy something similar to this, a Swiss made in the United States for about $200-$250. This cost about $20. For the cost of $20, they have a full thing. It's clinically and scientifically tested, and it actually works. It really, really works, and it helped me go through this. It's, well, technically, it's not even a prescription drug, so it's not illegal for me to send you these little tiny pills to the United States. It, it contains a 25-day, yes, that's right, uh, the, uh, the Swiss company will make you sit on the pills for 12 weeks and charge you $200. The Bulgarian one, with about the same effectiveness will cost you $20 and give you 25 days worth of pills, which is what you'll need. Yeah, it works. It works in the way that they are scientifically tested, like I said. They are none, none of these food supplemental pseudoscience nonsense. A Soviet invention, no less, turns out. 
And what they basically do is that they contain a cystinum. It tricks your body into basically it has a similar formula to nicotine, except it's not poisonous and not addictive. And it attaches to the receptors of your organism that can absorb nicotine. And then it kind of tricks your organism into thinking that it has nicotine, even though it doesn't. And it's not addictive. And it doesn't cause cravings, but what it does is that it says it eliminates all kind of withdrawal symptoms. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that it doesn't. But it basically, you know, if you just quit cold turkey, imagine if you would feel like 100% terrible if you'd quit smoking cold turkey. This lessens that by about 70%. So first two days, pretty difficult. But after that, yeah, it's getting better. And at the beginning, you have to take one pill every two hours, and, and then it kind of spreads all out over time. But hey, if you want to buy these, because they're like non-prescription in Latvia, they are considered medicine here, and most of the things they are very popular around Eastern Europe, and they do work. I mean, I literally quit smoking because of these pills, and they cost me like 20 euros. And if any one of you wants to quit smoking and wants some help with this, you're going to still need to have some willpower, because like I said, they don't lessen the unpleasantness of not having nicotine to zero. It still is there when you still need to take the pill because, you know, you have to have enough willpower to understand that you're going to feel slightly bad for a bit. And then it makes first two days bearable. And after that, it's, it's actually quite easy. You can do it. You can do it. And I was smoking for 12 years since I was 18. And I haven't smoked now for seven days. And I don't feel the urges. And people who say vapes are good, well, now, I don't know. But it's still nicotine and that's still harmful to you, even though there is no burning products there. But... I just believe that, you know, paying $20 for being able to not to smoke if you want to quit, then, hey, why not? Like I said, I'm not not being sponsored here. I'm just mentioning this because I wanted to quit smoking for such a long time, and this is my third attempt, and I've posted terrible, terrible troll posts on the internet because I was super angry and super mad. But it really helps. It really helps a lot. Oh, boy. (laughs) I went into five minutes of unintentional advertising, but anyone who's a smoker will understand that, hey... Something that actually does work and helps you quit smoking easily is a very important thing to recommend. And I, I don't know. Uh, I hope that, that it works. But yeah, onto my sh**ly. Because recently our Latvian National Library published a uh, research about news ads, which were about getting married or getting to know new people. You know, like basically 20s version of Latvian Tinder. There were even like specific newspapers just dedicated to this. And there were some very bizarre, interesting things about this whole era because obviously the ads cost money and people didn't have it. So I'll be going through the um, Tinder of 1920s of Eastern Europe and I'll do my best because it was written in somewhat archaic 20s Latvian. So, well, something's meant to be perfect, but I'll go through some ads and I'll explain what's going on to them because, again, like any other thing, just like your today's Tinder profile, my lonely friend... And a friend who saves a lot of money on dating. Just saying. Uh, Just as much as Tinder and and all this new stuff is uh, crucial to our current era, so was all this previous thing in the 1920s. So after a long endorsement of a pill that I can, like, legit legally sell you uh, for cheap, because it's undergoing testing in the United States, still super important, after all that, and after the explanation why we don't have the boat episode yet, uh, here we go. Oh boy, longest thing forever. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read you an ad, and then I'm going to give some comments if necessary. Well, maybe an ad or a couple of ads, but if you look at this, then you at least know what's happening there. 
And sometimes you need some comments to understand what's going on there. But uh, actually, I would like to kind of look at uh, some sort of American or British or Australian or whatever. Any country's newspaper ads about, uh, about meeting up other people and getting married, you know, because they're really interesting. I mean, if you remember, kind of in a history way, uh, in the 90s, we had the same TV shows, you know, the live action ones that the United States and the Western world had in the 70s. So we had the same game where, you know, a lone, lone man or a woman would appear and there would be like three candidates who had to answer her questions and then she'd go out on a date with one of them at the end. Kind of this relationship show thing. And we had that in the 90s. So we were lagging behind back then, but in the 20s, in the 20s, we were just straight up there. So um, I'm reading this, and this comes from the Latvian National Library, and we have this archive. So, <clears throat> unintelligent, energetical, Mr. wants to correspond with a uh, miss who has a pleasant, friendly nature, who could enlighten a sad heart and would be glad to dream under the starry heaven. If possible, attach a picture, which will immediately be sent back again. The address is Main Postal Service, P.O. Box 340. I'm lagging here because literally, uh, everything's abbreviated. Everything's abbreviated because you had to pay by the letter of the ad, so uh, I gave you the expanded thing. I'm going to give you the expanded things further, but to make sure that you understand, this ad, as it's written, would read like, Intelligent Energe dot... Sir wants to write dot with a mip of interesting nature who could bull a sad heart and together dr under uh, the starry skies. If boss at pick who will be sit imd rt adr mn post bix 340. Like, like, super, obviously the abbreviations are Latvian, but I kind of gave you kind of similar abbreviations in English. Just so you know, that's why I'm be lagging on this one, because I'm reading this, and I literally have to figure out what the word was, because those are like really old Lavian words, some of the things that we don't use. And um, I'll tell you beforehand, there's a word called offerts, or offertes in Latvian, which are literally a short term of um, offering letters. Letters of offer, basically, offerts. Uh, that's a very German word. We don't use that anymore. But that basically means letters where you... Basically, if you send your CV to someone, that's an offer. If you send your introductional info to someone, that's an offer. Offer is letter of offering, and they were used as send your offerts, which are these letters, to that. So I had to figure that one out. And I don't I don't even know. Letters of mark are letters where you get permitted to do something. So I'm just going to call them offerts. But that's what I mean with that. And, and when I say photograph here in this previous one, technically, an old Latvian word, dimetna, is used, which literally means... Um, face pick? Something? It's not a portrait. Basically, it's a very old word for portrait. Dimetna, because, uh, due to how Latvian works, it's like we had a word for face, and then we had a very old word for face, and that older word for face is now used as kind of a slang term for someone being really ugly, but back then it was used kind of honestly, and then it got messed up. I really would like to do an episode of linguistics. Can someone please mail, mail the History of English podcast guy for me, because... It's just crazy. Anyway, moving on with, with all this, because, uh, well, this needs a lot of explanations. <clears throat> and some of these things give us not just the notions about how people wrote and thought at the time, but how they actually perceived the world and what were the interests. For example, this is kind of an interesting one. <clears throat> the one who will marry me will get as a dowry 
half of a large countryside house in Vidzeme, that's Middle Earth, which literally is a region of Lafia. Yeah. Six cows, three horses, a complete set of dresses, a piano, and something else. Dot, dot, dot. I am 22 years old. I've finished high school. Send your letter, if possible, with your picture uh, to the address of the editorial of this newspaper, addressed to daughter of a farmer, 60. So, people tended to lie about that age, but, like, if you're 22 and you... Why, why is... 60 must be the year or something, but people tended to lie about their age and whatnot. Because there wasn't an internet to check it. And at that point, this 22 years old, if you think about it, and that's Eastern Europe, that's Latvia in the 20s. And at that point, 22 was considered to be, well, a bachelorette. Who has very, well, slight chances of getting married. For example, a listener of mine from Latvia commented on this, saying that her grandmother got married when she was 24. And that was considered, like, the lost train, man, 24, like, barely too old. 22 is a moment where, basically, A, you have all these things, and then you need to find someone who's probably not an alcoholic and who'll work hard, and 22's pretty old. At least in the countryside. In Riga, in the larger cities in the 20s, yeah, I mean, um, like, 30 was, would be considered an age for a bachelorette or a bachelor. If you're 30 and you're not married, then something's really bad. 22's still quite young, but, like, 26 and above, above 25 would be, like, the age of marriage in the cities. Age of 20 would be the thing that would happen in the countryside. And, like, my own grand-grandpa, the one that, that was a Lutheran pastor, right? The one after, after whom I'm named of. I know that his wife was a whole 18 years younger than he was. Like, he was 38 and she was 20 when they got married. And it seems bizarre now, but apparently that was the norm because he was a pastor and he ran this brewery. As far as I know of from my family tree, he wasn't into, you know, he wasn't womanizing or whatever. And my grand-grandma came to him and tried to kind of, you know, get married to him because he was a person of social status. And she wrote in her diary that she doesn't have a lot of options here and that she probably won't get married to my grand-grandpa because she's too old. Even though their age difference is like 18 years and she was 20 at the time. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's kind of bizarre these days. But, well, if you think about it, hey, well... That's why maybe you don't judge, because as far as I know, well, they lived a happy life, and, and even though they were punished later and uh, they went through living hell, I know the fact that the person, the Christops I was named for, he never cheated, and they actually spent 50 years together being married. So that's a bizarre thing. Kind of makes you go philosophical, but anyways, we're going to get to more funny stuff too. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. This is not a sad episode, this is a bit of... This is a bit reminiscent and a bit, bit about thinking about how people married back in the day and how, how things work. And this is one, because this has sarcasm, because, you know, in the age where you couldn't have a lot of... You really didn't marry because of looks or, or anything like that. The most important part was how uh, diligent you were, specifically in the country, so because Latvia and Polish in general were in the Canadian place, and a lot of families uh, in the 20s had these, like, huge farms to take care of. So the important part is that you don't marry someone who will be, like, you know, lazy. You wanted to marry someone diligent, someone who would also help you take care of the farm, someone who would take care of the household. It was basically a business venture. It was a bizarre thing, but 
at the same time, you wanted someone who was smart. So sometimes, sometimes men and women who probably didn't consider themselves to be so good looking or so wealthy, because like I said, that was a business venture. Getting married was more or less a business venture with responsibilities, but still. But sometimes they played on the wet. And this is a bizarre Tinder thing that you would expect, but this was the newspaper. Check this out. <clears throat> the ugliest and the poorest chick, and I'm saying chick because that's, that's literally the translation of the slang term Malavian. The poorest and ugliest chick in Yelgava and its surroundings wants to change her thoughts with witty gentlemen without any prejudice. If such would be found, please address your letters to Riga, postal box 8605, to someone called the Irony of the Fate 171. This is amazing. And there's another one just like this. This is just crazy. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, you had to break out. You had to be like, because the pictures, publishing pictures was rare. If you wanted to publish a picture in your newspaper, you had to pay a lot of money for it. So people just wouldn't do that. And a lot of them are for women, but we'll get to the ones sent by men as well. Don't worry. And then here's another one. These all are real. So, <clears throat> I don't have a thing. I myself am everything. I have lived a lot and I'm an honest woman. If some man from the age of 40 to 55 wishes to share the joys and sadnesses with me until the evening of our lifetimes, then please write on the editorial of this newspaper under Little Flower 381. Because a lot of people didn't even have uh, P.O. boxes, you know. They would send in this, and then the newspaper would just collect stuff written for them. Now, sometimes, sometimes it got even better than witticisms, man. Hey guys, Annette here. I hope you are enjoying our new episode of The Eastern Border. As always, a big thank you to all of our Patreons. The show would not be possible without your help. If you are not a Patreon and would like to become one, head over to the Eastern Border page on Patreon.com. Please remember to also follow us on our social media, like Twitter, where we are known as Eastern underscore Border, and on our Facebook page. We also have a Discord server, so if you're interested in that, find the link in the description of this podcast. That's it for now. See you online. This podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
The really intelligent people could like go down to poetry, and um, I'll be like, you know, I'm I'm not a poet. I can write some journalism stuff, but I'll be just translating the the contents here because you know, if you want to translate poetry, you have to be a poet. So it rhymes in Latvian, okay? It rhymes in Latvian. <clears throat> Come with me. Dot dot dot. Treating beautiful daughters of mothers. I'm a glorious son of a father. I would like to find a sweet little friend for me. Therefore, I urge you to be hasty. I'm in the year 25th. Friend of mine cannot be older than me. A sweetheart is the number one spot for me. But if you have some money and things, that's important too. I'm free of alcohol and all sorts of drugs. I will not hang around with buddies during night. And my wife will not be sad. Therefore, come with me, little daughter. We will love each other, and we shall share all of our burdens, and we will have a lot of joy. Please address offers in the editorial of this newspaper. Address to Joy of Life, two hundred seventeen. Now, what this shows is the fact that you know it's the twenties. Again, it's the twenties, and remember that my country was born in 1918 after the collapse of the Russian Empire. Well, our tribes go much further back, but it would be really chauvinistic of me to pretend that ancient Latigalians or ancient Coronians have anything else to do with the Latvian nation more than the blood that we have here these days. Like they hated each other, and, and basically, so our country is pretty young, right? And and our national things is, is bad, and and if this is like 1922, right? So. Imagine this: uh, World War One ended in 1918, but that's when the Civil War stuff started. Like we were, we got our independence in 1918, and but we kind of the, the battles finished, and we only signed a peace deal in 1922 when our constitution is formed. So we had like years of warfare. So being 25, he's probably a veteran, and, and he's he's free of drugs. That that thing is important because that means that he probably hasn't been wounded in the war. Because obviously, at that point, you know, you've come back straight from the World War One, and then our independence fights, and you're stuck on morphine if you've been, like, wounded anywhere. And here, we come to another quite interesting factor here. Like I said, you had to pay by the letter. And it was quite interesting, and people were mistrusting. Because again, if you think about this, if you think about this, in the previous letter, the author was 25. Like I said, that means he's gone through both World War One and independence fights. And he mentions he doesn't use drugs because, well, everyone uses morphine. And these people are mostly struck. They are the lost generation. If you've le- if you've read uh, Erich Maria Remark, one of my favorite authors, read his Three Friends. That's a genius book. It's like these people really were super jaded about everything. Just like I don't know, the lost generation in Germany or Britain or whatever. The First World War veterans uh, were truly they came back home and they were like unnecessary to people. And these people here found the meaning in what they were doing by getting their own independence, but they didn't have a lot of money. And like it was very common that if you basically knew someone who had got into a university, which was founded in 1919, the Lviv University, then in the memories of Maris Liepa, one of our genius opera singers, uh, he also had a university degree in history, and he said that well, he got into university, but his friends couldn't pay. So they would just sneak out of their jobs whenever they could, and just go and sit in the lectures and write down the notes to prepare for the next year's exams, and just you know absorb information. It was really cool to be smart, 
people went and listened to lectures in university on their spare time. They couldn't be rated on that, but they did, did listen to them. And the teachers didn't throw them out. And someone who paid for that didn't throw them out either, because the reasoning was that, well, you get to pay for the right to do the exams and to kind of get the degree later on. But if someone from the street just wants to waltz in your lecture and listen to it, then hey, you're doing it anyways. And you're helping the Latvian people. So a lot of people who couldn't get in, like, in year one, they would just spend their year going occasionally to the lectures, preparing for exams and whatever. People were much friendlier back then. The Soviets had really destroyed that, because I think that here in the Baltics we would be kind of more like Western Europe in the sense of friendliness and openness, rather than what the Soviets did, because some of uh, the introductionary kind of uh, ads were like this. <clears throat> Three friendly students materially secure their total age 67 years. Yeah, the, the total age is a thing, apparently. Wish to meet the real 20th century women in the cause of serious marriage. Pictures without photos will not be even noticed. Address Riga Main Postal Office to off demand to someone who shows the guest card. Number 467. And their names. I mean, this is I mean, this is like interwar period, and these guys are like real twentieth century women, three young students, and it, it's kind of like you can you can see that they've picked their twenties um, version of I don't know, Murderbot six hundred and sixty six, Elite Boy, and Edge Lord nine hundred. Yeah, some, some something of that sort. You know, the dumbest nicknames that you see online and video games or whatever. These guys who are Latvian pick nicknames of Tango. Foxtrot and one step. Because these guys wanted to be cool, as you know, knowing English was much rarer than the standard situation. But yeah, carrying on. Some of this stuff is really interesting because this one, this one actually had a picture. <clears throat> but that text is just awesome. Old prejudices, throw them aside. I'm looking for a husband, and I think that there will be a lot of men who want to find a wife for themselves. By the way, she's really cute in the picture. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't show in the audio form, but she looks like the stereotypical 20s, short-haired woman, kind of Great Gatsby era style. Really pretty, actually. You know, I'm supporting this. And, um, cutting on. And a lot of men are looking for the wives as well, and they try to understand each other. I won't say anything at all about myself, right? But now older than 38 years old, whom I will enjoy, to them, I'll answer. And then a super abbreviated send offers to the editorial of this uh, newspaper, blah, 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 under prejudices, 504. That's kind of crazy. And then there's one, uh, again, sent by the men. Glorious women who can enchant us with their uh, magical nets. Please reply. It's hard to walk along the road of life alone. To be sad alone, misunderstood, without some support on the road, and to whom you could speak about your ideals. My heart's bleeding, my heart's bleeding, I miss a friend. Oh, dear ladies, reply. But only those who have their own property. For us, one of us is 24, another is 28. If we understand each other, then we would like to get married. Offerts with correct addresses and correct biography and pictures sent to Krustpils in the Ungurmuija postal service under um, Birch and Linen. Like, you can you can go just romantic and whatever, but still, if she doesn't enough, have enough property, then, uh, sorry, nothing's gonna happen here. Another one by the ladies, because ladies did as much as men did. <clears throat> Cry of the soul. Oh, 
Come to me, please, the boys of desire. Come to me to exterminate the lonely sorrow. Give us love. We are soft nature's children aged 17 and 16. If you're older than 19, don't write to us. Please send us offers with your pictures to M and A to the editorial of this newspaper under the number 258401 until the 26th April. If you will want to get your pictures back, please uh, write that to us. So yeah, oh yeah, legal age for sex in Latvia is 16, but you can't be older than uh, 19. Basically, like if you're under 18, then it's okay as long as your partner is not like more than three years older than you. It's it's a bizarre system. At least it was true when I was was I okay. Basically, Latvia does not imprison anyone for teenage sex. Let's consider it okay. Unless it's abusive, then of course it's it's different, but hey, that's considered fine. So, and marriage age was 16 back then as well. Now it's 18, just like buying a car, shooting a gun, only a shotgun. To get a handgun, you need to be 21. Driving a car, getting married, voting, serving in the army. Basically, everything's 18. Except with some caveats for having sex, 16, and having a handgun, like, you know, not the smooth bar thing, that's 21. <clears throat> and this is just brilliant. A youth, in his dreams, roses are blooming, and mountains are being shattered by raging ocean, wishes to meet someone with the serious intention of marriage, someone who would change his thoughts about staying alone with intelligent maidens. In brackets, preferably materially well-suited from the ages of 17 to 23. Flirting categorically out of the question, which means that he just wants to meet if you really want to marry him. Mm. Send your biography and your picture to, yeah, 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 editorial of this newspaper, blah, 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 Napoleon 382. And like, geez, the day people date each other by just looking at whatever tiny little things they have on Tinder or maybe Facebook profile... But these guys wanted your CV. Like, if you didn't have a CV, then oh, tough luck, man. No CV, no dating. This is someone from who's, like, really rich. This is also a great one. He starts with a part of a Latvian folk song. <clears throat> what troubles do I have to live on the top of a tall mountain? A solid, pretty capitalist. That's important. <laughs> a, <clears throat> a solid, pretty capitalist with great stature and of a pleasant looks of a serious character, wishes to find the second half and the mate of his life no older than 26. I am an owner of two rental buildings at the age of 28. The letters with the correct address, all of whom shall be responded to, address to the Opelkaln Postal Service through the Opi, the newspaper, to the unknown. So, this is kind of bizarre, that thing. And just people, people send this, but there's a lot of other things, but just to show you how this post-war society did this. And if you have something like this of your own, please send it to me, but I'm going to end with the one that's, um, that I find the most amusing and the best one that exists. <clears throat> and it kind of shows a lot about the society, because on the surface, you can laugh about this whole situation, but if you look deeper, then, yeah, this is like, well, how did people meet back then? Well, this is how they did it, especially people who were shy. So I bring you just the best... Latvian meeting up ad in the 20s. Two friends, a chauffeur and a pilot, together 45 years old, that's their total age, wishes to meet soft and gentle hearts. The nationality and the age does not concern us, 
so that we could fly away on the little cloud of happiness to the paradise of eternal love. We do not exclude capitalist ladies. Letters with your deep thoughts sent to Riga, Central Post Office, to the chauffeur, 5004, and the pilot, 3198. Because this, this is the perfect thing. They wish to seek love. They've seen war. Because being a chauffeur in the 20s means that, hey, not everyone knew how to drive a car. Cars were, like, super rare here. I mean, Model T? Yeah, that was in the States. Here we just had a couple of them, and they were all, like, military. Privately owned cars were rare. And, and, like, super few people knew how to do that. And a pilot? That pilot probably didn't know how to operate a car. He just knew how to do his plane. Flying was important here as well. But I just like the beauty of two young guys whose total agent together is, like, 45, and they write totally deep, concerning things, and then they mention that, yeah, but if you're old, they reach the right to us, too. We don't mind capitalists. I mean, who would? <laughs> it is a bit bizarre, though. Anyway, I hope that this, well, deeper than I thought, edition is approved by you guys, and uh, next week I'll be better. And if you've read my angry post on Twitter and Facebook, please forgive me. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. But, yeah, I'm gonna go and grab my... Um, my script personally, because I want to make that boat episode. And expect that one this week, and something for patrons too. I think I'll do that as well. Anyway, and see you next time. And thank you for listening to the Eastern Border. Oh, and one more thing. <clears throat> toss a coin to your witcher. Yeah, that thing. I forgot the second row. But basically, toss a coin to your witcher. We're using that as, as our marketing slogan. <laughs> or something like that. What else? Goodbye, guys, and thanks for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to The Eastern Border. If you have any comments or specific details you'd like to know, you're welcome to leave it in the comment section on our site, theeasternborder.lv, and we'll rummage even to the western border to find you an answer. Like this podcast? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on our RSS feed. Happiness is mandatory. Good reviews and donations feed the farmers of our kolkhoz in the great motherland. The Eastern Border salutes you. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.